You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language. Billy Bradley, we are recording this Thursday evening at 6.04 p.m. Eastern Time. And we got a little breaking news. By the time people hear this, it may not be breaking news to everybody, but Eric Jones is not returning back to Joe Gibbs Racing in 2021. Now, Billy Bradley, I'd like to think that you and I are some of the most well-informed and and halfway intelligent uh, NASCAR fans on the planet. What does this mean, dude? Is, it, is he going to the 48? Christopher Bell coming over there? What? The, I mean, where the hell is Eric Jones going, brother? Give it to me right now. Tell me. Eric Jones may be the person that keeps the 48 car in competition next year. You know, we've heard heard rumors that it may just be, they may bring like the all-star car back, that Jimmy Johnson could run a handful of races to give race fans his going away tour. But Eric Jones could be the missing piece to that 48 puzzle. Billy, you've been a big, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you aren't 100% positive that that, that Hendrick Motorsports is going to run four cars. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is is that something that you have have, have thought about? Yeah, I had thought about it till we just saw this news that, you know, I'm sure we'll get to this later, but Brad Keselowski signed a one-year deal. That was a no-go to the 48. We didn't see Eric Jones not re-signing. He's very young, very marketable. Uh, Eric Jones could be the missing puzzle piece to the 48. All right, so we we got to talk about a few things here. I you know I haven't been a full-time NASCAR fan um, since my father died uh, a month or so ago, but. Billy Bradley, I have to believe that with the 42 ride, I'm going to say it's open. Um, very well open. Yeah, I think Matt Kenseth is uh, very not happy with Yes, I don't think that. So, I don't know that Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is going to have a ride where he's currently at. He sucks. I am not. So, I'm looking at. Stuart Haas Racing, and I'm looking at Clint Boyer. I have you heard anything about Clint Boyer for next year, Billy? Nothing for sure. Uh, I really don't. I don't see Boyer coming back. I kind of see maybe a TV deal going in the future for Boyer, but I think if he does come back, it'll be another one-year deal type thing. I think. I think you're right. I, I, we both agree on that. I don't think Clint Boyer's coming back. I think. I, I'm not sure. I think that that seat is is open for Kyle Larson. That, that that's what I believe. I believe Kyle yes, Larson is going back. Oh, you believe that too? Okay. So yes. so does who goes to the forty two? Billy, tell me right now today. It's way early. It's silly season. Who goes to the forty two? Forty two would have to be the uh, young guy that just the team just sold out. What's his name? Uh, the team uh, decided they weren't – they sold their charter. Uh, Levine, DeBenzetto. 
No, not, not the bandana. Um, uh, what is his name? Hold on. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, this is good, good podcast material right here, Billy. When we don't know, um, <laughs> we're not sure who the hell. I, I literally, we were just talking about this in our damn text thread. Um, <laughs> in, in the, uh, His name is Christopher Bell. Hey, I'm sorry, 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 Christopher Bell. See, I, I know Christopher Bell's going to the twenty. You think so? I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't. I mean, they're a JGR team. Levine is 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 not coming back. I, I mean, Christopher Bell's got to go over there. Truex, <laughs> Kyle Busch, Hamlin, and Christopher Bell are all under contract for the next season. So Eric Jones isn't. Um, I, so Eric Jones is out. I think Christopher Bell is coming over because he's inspired. I mean, inspired is is bought the charter over there at the at, at Levine Racing. Christopher Bell's under contract. He's got to raise some right. Um, yeah. So I think now what we have is Christopher Bell going over to the 20. And what we're trying to figure out is, is Eric Jones going to the uh, – we got Clint Boyer, uh, Eric Jones. Let's just write this down. We have Clint is my boyer. Eric Jones, Bubba Wallace. Um, I think those are the big ones that are out there right now. So And you've got – Well, you got a uh, – oh, uh What's his name? Damn it! I just Corey LaJoy could go to the forty-two. Bubba Wallace is not going to the forty-two. Bubba Wallace, damn sure ain't going to the forty-eight. Bubba Wallace, we'll get to Bubba Wallace, but let's figure who forty-two. Listen, let's just start with Bubba Wallace and take him off the board. I believe Bubba Wallace would be making the biggest mistake of his life if he didn't take ownership at Richard Petty Motorsports and build something amazing. Because I don't believe he'll exactly. be driving in NASCAR. Um, and, and I think within five years, Bubba Wallace is done in NASCAR. I don't think he's a bad driver whatsoever. I think he's um, uh, his mental uh, toughness is um, his emotions get to him often. It's the reason why yes. he's not at Roush Fenway um, uh, racing. I don't know that I think the best thing for him to do is to take the story to RPM or Richard Petty Motorsports and turn that thing into something. He can drive over there for five years. They're going to get an influx of cash, Billy. His team's going to be better. They can build something. He can get out of the seat. And it, listen, dude, he, he, the world is his oyster if he becomes an owner of NASCAR. What a great story. If he goes and drives for the 42, he'll be done in two years because I don't believe he's got the talent to sit there that long. I think he's a good driver. I think he's a serviceable driver. I just don't think he'll be at the 42 in more than three years. I think he'll be out of NASCAR now. And you agree with somewhat of what I just said? Yes, I agree with everything you just said. All right, so Bubba Wallace is saying there as far as you and I are concerned. Corey LaJoy, who goes to the 42? Flip Boyer, Eric Jones, Corey LaJoy. Those are probably the three three biggest names that would go into right now. What do you think? It's definitely not Clint Boyer. I think if he does anything, he'll sign one more year deal at Stuart Haas. If not, he's going to TV. I think Boyer's about done. I do too. I think Clint Boyer drives for a for a Corey LaJoy team. I mean, he ain't going to be A. Scott uh, A. Scott Motorsports or whatever the hell it is. I don't think he's going to do that. But I don't see Clint right. Boyer getting a forty-two. And I don't think Clint Boyer is getting a 48. 
I think Cliff Boyer is going to be running the 95 or something like that on a one-year deal, or he's going to be, he's going to be. I, I just don't see him sticking around at Stuart Haas Racing. I think that, um, uh, I think that uh, Kyle Larson's coming back in his sport personally, um, or I think that Ricky Stenhouse Jr. would take it and that would leave the spot over there. But I think Eric Jones is going to the 48. It makes perfect sense to me. He's a young guy. He's good. He's he's got yeah. victories over there and Joe. Gibbs Racing equipment. He's also been at Joe Gibbs Racing, which for the last four years, Billy, have been uh, pretty damn stout over there. So he's coming from a good organization. He uh, he's he's, he's uh, had to you know fight, claw, and scratch with his teammates over there. He's going to come over here. He's already a you know I would consider him a veteran. He's not a young. He's on the younger side right now, but he damn sure isn't a young gun. Uh, I think he's got a lot of years in him. I think I think he's got a lot of potential. I think Derek Jones of the 48 makes a lot of sense, and it would probably be a good move. You agree, Billy? Yep, I agree with you. Like I was uh, dead on the 48 car would would go away, but after hearing the news today, I think I think it's a lock. Yeah, I do too. I, I would have to think that that would be the best case scenario for them. I think he's very marketable. Eric Jones is. I think you know there's a lot of sponsors that would. He's not risky by any stretch of his imagination. I think he would probably fit in there pretty good over there. So, um, right off the bat, uh, and thanks to Bob Fockers and Shannon Spake at Fox uh, News, Fox Sports, to uh, yeah, breaking give that information. Um, Billy, they decided that they're going to set you have hated the lineup procedure since the day it came out. You've been 100% uh, um, vocal about that. It's not been a, a secret. Here's how they're going to do it moving forward, Billy, and I have to say before I even, I know you haven't heard it yet, I, I like it, um, because there's, here's how they're doing it, Billy, Out of a, there's 100%, okay, 50% of, this, of the score is coming from the finishing position from the previous race, Billy, that's 50% of your score, so if you finish 20th, that's going to weigh 50% into this decision, okay, so 50% is your finish from the previous race, okay? Okay, I like it so far. The next 35%, Billy, so 50% is previous race position, 35% is ranking and team owner points standard. Okay? So where okay, you would you have to do that? That's, 35, that's, that's 35%. And here is the kicker that I'm very interested to see how it turns out. 15%, Billy, is the fastest lap from the previous race. I'm going to say that again. 15% is the fastest lap from the previous race. So finishing position from the previous race, that's 50% of your score. Ranking and team owner points, that's 35%. Fastest lap from the previous race is 15%. Billy, you just now have heard this. What are your thoughts on it? I like it. I like that they're basing the majority of your, of it off of the last race. You know, that way you can carry that momentum on or, you know, it'll either crash or die out. And I like that they're still throwing that season standings, you know, a, a big majority. But And then the, the 15% for the fastest lap. I think NASCAR finally got this shit figured out. <laughs> I knew you would definitely not hate it as much as you hated the other beats. Um, that's for sure. I, I can tell you this, Billy. 
I don't know that these sets of parameters, these sets of metrics are, are fantastic, but I can tell you this. Now, now it is absolutely about what you're doing on the track. You don't have anybody to business. I, I mean, listen, the next time you're saying Clint Boyer got screwed on a lot of this stuff, I freely admit that. I freely admit that he got screwed on a lot of this stuff. But if he gets wrecked in, in the third lap <laughs> at, at, at Michigan Billy, he's going to have a shitty fast lap and he's going to have a shitty race position. So, I mean, I hope Clint Boulder is, is happy with what he's got because, he, he, you know, he was very vocal about this, and, and now it's here, and it's, it could be good. It can also bite you in the ass, and that's kind of, but, but I'm being honest with you, that's kind of like what regular qualifying is. You can go out, I mean, how many times did, did um, Dale Jr. miss his mark? And just like, damn. But, <laughs> exactly. Know, I, was just, I was just this far off. So it's not like, you know, it, 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 it's not a guarantee if you can, if you, if you get to qualify, but I like it. There's a lot of people that may put up a fast lap and, and, and may not lead laps or any of that kind of stuff, Billy. So, um, yeah. It gives even the playing field. I think it does, Billy. Um, I, I really do think it does. And I'm excited to kind of see how this thing, how this thing works. Um, there, it, it's absolutely a formula that makes sense, and I can get on board with it. But I'm gonna be bluntly honest with you. I'm gonna give a shit less how they start the car. I, I just, I just don't care. Um, I don't give a shit about qualifying. I never watched qualifying except the Daytona 500. Um, that was, that was fun because that was about the only time. I that think that's just qualified. part of us being Dale Jr. fans because. The only chance we'd have it, maybe, you know, he did get lucky and get a few poles here and there, but, you know, the restrictor plate, <laughs> we'd yeah. get lucky. Yeah, it was, listen, it wasn't a restrictor. I mean, when he got the pole of Kansas, I was like, holy shit. We got the pole. I mean, I, just, him getting a pole somewhere was crazy, which is, you're probably right. That's probably why I don't I don't care a whole hell of a lot about about the uh, about the qualifying. But it's now done. In a in a way that has some measurable metrics to it that makes sense that I think everybody can can probably get um, get behind. This is also the way uh, that they're going to choose pit stalls, dude. So um, this will be uh, um, this will be this will be a pretty good pretty good deal. Um, the choose cone, Billy Bradley. The choose cone that uh, Rob Lopes, who is uh, busy putting cars together for this weekend. This weekend uh, race at Michigan, <laughs> um, the choose cone that he hated is now a part of NASCAR. Good, bad, or indifferent, Billy? Right. Yeah, we know it came into play at the uh, All Star race. You know, we thought we would see it actually being put in place, but you know, we didn't see that many cautions to to see yeah. it actually play out. So I, I like that idea as well. All right. Here's the problem I have, Billy. And it's not the fact that I don't like – it's not because I'm of the opinion I don't like the, the choose cone. I am of the opinion that uh, – and, and this is another show that we're not going to do today, but, Billy, NASCAR ratings have been killing it. They're better than baseball. They're better than NBA. There's, there's only one or two events that have been publicized that have, even, that have beat NASCAR ratings. We've got a lot of new fans, and, and, and that's – that's not me saying it. That's data showing that, right? It's, that's, a, data, that's, yeah. a, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. But so far, 
since we've started back from COVID, and I get it, it's different. We have changed the rules four or five fucking times, Billy. We now just have a new qualifying order. I, new fans are going to be like, what the fuck? We're not drawing from a pill. Uh, we're, not, we're not drawing ping pong balls. What again? And, and now we have a choose cone that was introduced. And this is, this is the hard part about being a NASCAR fan when you're new. Things happen so fast. We literally have just introduced two brand new rules. This week, Billy, we've introduced two brand new rules of sport. How many times is the NFL in the middle of a season, Billy, going to change the rules? Zero. Zero. How many times is the NBA going to change them? Zero. I mean, it's just a thing. It's just it's very difficult for the sport. But there, but it's also needed because no other sport has the technology that that NASCAR does, and it's it's important. I get it, but that's the only thing I don't really like about this. Is I, I it seems to me like it would be, I mean, just maybe they're just using this year as a you know fuck it, let's just throw everything in here, and by next year everybody will think it's normal, uh, and maybe that's what it is. But it's confusing the new fans. I, I I'm okay with the choose the the choose cone because it's it's. I already know all the other rules, Billy Bradley. Uh, this one doesn't throw me for a loop. I think it makes I think it makes strategy a hell of a lot easier and better. And the one or two times we actually saw it in play, hell, it did kind of. It was interesting to see who went where, depending on where they were lined up. And you know, at Martinsville, I guess you're just going to have to be the poor son of a bitch to figure out you know how far back you want to be before you get in the other lane, <laughs> yeah. Billy. Um, yeah, yeah. Hell, there may be Take seven or eight man. people to. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, we've seen people, we've seen them jockey for position yeah. here and there, coming off pit road, speed up, slow down. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's definitely going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Listen, we, I, I know we touched upon Brad Keselowski signing a one-year deal. Uh, obviously, he signed a one-year deal because he's hoping that the pandemic's over and he can make a shit ton more money next year. Um, he, he, he signed a one-year deal. He just won his, his, his third race of the season. He's like, hey, sign me for a one-year deal. Uh, we'll get through 2021. But then, Billy, he's got a lot of years left to drive. He's not that old. I mean, I can see him driving eight, ten years, I, I would think. I don't I don't think that's out of the question. Um, but I, all right, let's put it this way. He's five years plus. Would you agree with that? Oh, easily. I mean, okay. look, Kevin Harvick just signed a four-year deal. Yeah, this, this is what I'm saying. He's going to get through this pandemic, and he's going to renegotiate his contract. He's not dumb. And if uh, Eric Jones gets over the 48 and falls flat on his ass, then we then I mean that just helps Brad Keselowski get over there. And and he did that. If Bubba doesn't take ownership with Richard Petty Motorsports, Billy, I, I literally I, I, I literally would just shake my head in disbelief. And there, is there any reason why he should not take ownership in a NASCAR Sprint Cup team, Billy? No, absolutely not. He should take that deal and run with it because it's probably, in all fairness, you know, Bubba's brought a lot of eyes to the sport yep. this year and brought a lot of new sponsorships. You know, kudos to Bubba Wallace for what he's done and this year, but, you know, how long is that going to last? Like, it's not going to keep continuing. Sign that deal while you have it now and take it. Billy, I've been very critical of Bubba Wallace um, as of late. I- I've been very critical of 
NASCAR for the way I believe they've exploited Bubba Wallace. And I, I, now, and Rob Lopes be mad. I'm not mad at the drivers. I'm not mad at the garage people who, who walked down the pit road with him there at uh, at Talladega. I'm not right. mad at anything there. Like I, I think they abused and, and dangled Bubba Wallace out in front of me to show how, how unracist they are. And in my opinion, it's backfired. But, I, you know, what do I know? I've just been watching the sport for 40 fucking years. But this is all to say, Bubba Wallace has a great opportunity to do good in the world outside of the car. He can do that by yeah. being an owner that kids can look at and say, hey, look what he's done. He can do that with a platform in which he can go speak to people to let them know about diversity, equality, inclusiveness. I, he, he has an absolute a wonderful gift ahead of him if he's smart. He's a good driver, Billy. As he gets more sponsorship, you can see him finish better in the car. We've we've mentioned it many, many times. I don't think he's a bad driver. I just don't think he's a driver that's going to be around for 25 years, Billy. I don't think he's got 20 years of driving in him. I don't think he has five more years left. And it's because of his emotional ability to fucking lose it, okay? I, I just don't think he's got the, the, the mental toughness it takes to take the lumps and to do this. He's a very emotional guy, and I'm not knocking him for it. I'm All I'm saying is it's a fact. He loses control of his emotions, and he doesn't make good decisions when he does that. He's a good enough driver. He gets better equipment. He gets better funded. He's going to be just fine for the next five years. And then I think he's yeah. going to start going out, but he's got five years to, to capitalize on his on his newfound fame with LeBron James, with, with uh, Pollard with all these guys who are very interested in seeing an African-American man do well in a white-dominated sport or, or a, a sport dominated with white participants in it. I, I, I think he's got a wonderful opportunity to do good works on this planet um, and, and further our society as an owner in NASCAR more than I see him ever doing it as a driver. If he doesn't take ownership with Richard Petty Mosebors, which is right now been uh, – he's supposed to be getting a huge raise and 10 to 20% ownership in Richard Petty Motorsports. What could be better of a story? Richard Petty Motorsports, the first, or Richard Petty, the first seven-time champion, still one of the most recognizable people in the entire sport. He hasn't driven for, what, 30 years, Billy? I mean, he hasn't driven, and a lot of people know the name, and, and then to have um, Bubba Wallace as a minority um, a minority owner. I, I, it just makes way too much sense to me, and I'll, I'll be livid if he doesn't take it. Anybody says that he should take his talent and go try it somewhere else is is not thinking long term. Bob Wallace ain't going right. out there and winning a championship. It doesn't matter what car he gets into. I just don't believe he's going to do it. Um, but Bubba Wallace could get. Bubba Wallace has the opportunity to stick with Richard Petty Motorsports and make that team noticeable. Make them a force that you have to watch. He could be a top fifteen driver every damn week, Billy. There's no reason why he why he can't be at Richard Petty Motorsports, and to do it there where he's got a second chance here after fucking up at Roush Fenway, I think it does. It makes nothing but, but total sense to me. Billy, I haven't caught up on all my Dale Jr. downloads, but do you listen to it this week with Richard, Roger Childers? Yes, and yeah, I kind of keep saying this over and over. Like, every time one comes out that I like, it's always my favorite. <laughs> but I really – really enjoyed the one with Rodney Childress, you know. We all knew 
how smart the guy was. I mean, I didn't know that he was the driver that he talked about how he was doing and stuff. And to know that he and Dale Jr. went to school together and sat in drafting class together, like, I was like, two NASCAR individuals taking drafting class. I thought they were talking about Daytona, Talladega class, but they're talking about drafting. Yeah, yeah they're talking about drawing. Um, uh, <laughs> draftsmanship. Billy, I'm, I'm going to tell you something right now. I knew that Rodney Childers was a good driver. I did not know he was that good, okay? Um, I, I was surprised to know he was that good. I, I am fucking livid that I didn't know that they were friends in school. And, and the reason is because way back when, I mean, literally way back when fucking Lance McGrew was there and Nate Ryan asked me at Texas, if you could, that old, if you could pick one crew chief in the garage, who would it be? And I said, there's only three guys that I would even consider. Number one would be Steve Latart. I think Steve, and at the time, you know, Jeff Gordon was winning six races a year, right? And, and those guys were doing just fine. Uh, and, and Jeff Gordon was finishing second to, to finish, his, you know, second or third to the Jimmy Johnson championship year after year. I like, I, w- I would like Steve Latart. The second guy I would like is Rodney Childers. The third guy I would like, and, and I can't remember his name, Billy. He used to be, he used to be Kurt Busch's um, crew chief, kind of an older guy kind of a relaxed guy. I can't remember who it was. It wasn't the guy he just said he wanted Daytona 500 with. It'll it'll kill me. But, I, but he, anyways, I, if I had known that they knew each other in high school, each other in high school, I'd have been like, why the hell are we messing with anybody else? Put him with Rodney Childers. Do whatever it takes to get him. Now, I'm not upset yeah. that Steve Latart was over there, but Rodney Childers has been one of my favorite guys in the garage forever. The dude wants to win every lap of every practice, Billy. He's not happy with finishing 10th in practice. He wants to win every lap. He wants to win every qualifying session. I, you know, when we were doing the rounds, uh, you know, he wanted to win every round. He wants to be the fastest car on every lap of every race, and he wants to win stage one. He wants to win stage two, and he wants to win the checkered flag. And it absolutely befuddles me that I didn't know that they were that close in high school until this week, Billy. <laughs> I, I had no idea. I mean, I'm just like you. I learned that they were, you know, pretty good friends that, you know, they all pile up in a little Chevrolet S10 and go cruising the Mooresville area. So, crazy. I mean, they had to be pretty good friends. It's absolutely crazy. And I can tell you this, the fact that Dale Jr. didn't get them, or I never heard a peep out of getting Rodney Childers, but I mean, Rodney Childers being taken damn good care of over there at SHR, brother. They, 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 that cat must be wrapped up pretty damn tight because I would imagine Dale Jr. could have had what he wanted to, is my guess. Um, well, that's not true. There's a lot of people that might not want that pressure, but Rodney Childers would definitely um, have taken that pressure. But he also had Kevin Harvick. Uh, you know, I, it would be nice, though, if we would have had Rodney Childers in the mix because, I trust me, I would have tweeted every day, all day long, if I'm Rodney <laughs> coming to the 88. Um, and I'm pretty sure you would have too. But great download. The one thing I do want to bring up, though, is Bob Levine, Levine, Levine. He started following me on Twitter um, a couple years ago. He's from Texas, has a construction company. I'm from Texas. I have a construction company. His is his, his is much more successful and bigger than mine, Billy Bradley. I want to put that out <laughs> right now. His company. 
company is um, is a hell of a lot further along than, than my company, but love the guy. Absolutely hate that he's he, he's in a position where he's got to get out of the sport. I thought the sport was 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 he, he was very good for the sport, Billy. I like just about everything he's done, but he's he's got to make some some tough decisions, and he made them. And and I wish him nothing but the best. In fact, I've, I've reached out to see if he would maybe want to come on the show. Um, hopefully, he will graciously accept. But Dale Jr. said when he found out live on the air um, for Dale Jr. Download that when he found out that Spire Motorsports was getting the charter, he was like, oh, well, maybe I'm not. Then it sounded to me like he thought about it. It was like, well, shit, I know a bunch of people over there. I should probably be happy about this. The fact of the matter is, Billy, Spire Motorsports, which, by the way, I am 100% on board with the way they do business. They use a business model to make fucking money, Billy. They are not used, they're not in here dumping their own money into this thing to lose money. They're using other people's money with sponsorship um, and, and their money. business to make money. And, God damn it, they're doing it. And I don't know why anybody on this fucking planet, especially in COVID, uh, August 2020 during COVID pandemic, would besmirch anybody, as I just said, besmirch, besmirch anybody for figuring out a way to make a dollar. I, listen, Justin Haley snuck out a win, uh, the same as your buddy Chris Butcher did, snuck out a, a, a rain man. <laughs> he's, he's got a victory in the Cup Series. Those guys participate. Are they going to be up front every week and that sort of thing? No. But without teams like Spire, NASCAR isn't NASCAR. NASCAR has always had top-of-the-line talent and bottom-of-the-line talent, which really translates to mostly top-of-the-line money or bottom-of-the-line money. These guys are making money, and they're going to make a return on your investment, so much, in fact, so that they just bought a second charter, Billy, what the hell? And we know what the prices of those went to. I think the, the rumor the last time was, what, $6 million? It's expensive. Bob Levine did say he did not feel like he got his money's worth out of his charter that he paid for. That leads me to believe that maybe it's not as worth as much as it as it used to be, which, by the way, the only reason the charter system came, came up is because um, if, if they didn't have a charter system, Richard Petty Motorsports was going to go out of business. And so NASCAR yeah. finally did the charter system. And, and now, look, you know, who would have thought that now Richard Petty Motorsports might be sitting in a, in a pretty good spot? But but they have two charters now, Billy, and I couldn't be more happy for them. And, and I, I wouldn't like – nothing would make me happier than them all of a sudden start being competitive and knocking some of these other teams out. That would be that would be awesome. But I thought it was very interesting that Dale Jr. – to me, Billy, I thought Dale Jr. caught himself kind of putting down Spire a little bit and then went overboard – Trying to pat them on the back. What is that? What did you think about that? Am I reading too much into that? He definitely was a little shocked, and then like I, I got the same thing you did. Like he was like, ah, oh, he's not going to sell it. And then like he, I think he even questioned Dillner. Like, are you is this te- are you texting information? Yeah. Like, are getting the right information? And yeah. you know, he was definitely shocked in the way I took it. Also. um, by the way, I, you know, Dale Jr. doesn't follow me anymore on Twitter, Billy. So um, I'm going to uh, – I, I probably said something about Jeff Burton he didn't like or uh, or, or maybe a thousand – I mean, I, there's no telling what I, what, what I said that uh, he didn't like. But I will I will say this. Matthew Dillner texting, I think he said that there was – that the second 
the second the bidder that lost the the, the you know the next bidder was two million dollars under what sure. the higher motor yeah. board put up. That that's a significant number to me, dude. I, that means I have to believe that Jeff Dickerson and those good boys over there at, at Spire have a pretty good idea of what the hell the value of that is, and they went after it and got it good for them. I hope they knock some people out uh, um, uh, next year, and I hope they, they come with a vengeance and get struggles. I, I, I think it's exciting, dude. It, it's exciting. It's good to see. I mean, that's why I like Timmy Hill being in there and a lot of these other guys who are, you know, struggling to make it work, but damn it, they're making it work. I, I don't see how you couldn't like that, Billy. Um, are you on your way to the softball field yet? Yeah, we're headed that way now. Well, Billy Bradley, here's what we're going to do. We're going to end this thing um, right here real quick. Uh, you're, you're headed to softball. I've got um, a conference call. i got to be on here in a minute. But uh, we're going to try to do a, a, a periscope on Friday with Rob Lope so he can message in here and talk about uh, the technical side of going to Michigan. And, dude, they got a lot of races. We haven't even talked about the schedule that's come out, but they got a lot of races in in August, brother, um, we got to get them all in. It's we're we're not far. How many races are we to to the playoffs, Billy? Like maybe uh, six or something. So we're not. We're uh, we got two Michigans. Yep. Daytona Road Course. Yep. Two Dovers, and yep. then the Daytona Oval, oh. and then we're playoff racing. So we got six races left, and then we're playoff racing. It seems crazy, Billy. One last thing: I give NASCAR a lot of shit. I did, I did on this podcast. But let me tell you something. Tell you something. Uh, Major League Baseball having tons of COVID problems. Um, uh, NBA having COVID problems. NASCAR not really having COVID problems. One driver this week is positive for COVID. He won't be at at the at the race in Michigan. But, Billy, kudos to NASCAR for putting a protocol in place that that not only makes sense, but, shit, it's working, Billy. I, I mean, it's, it's the fact of the matter is we haven't had that kind of problem, knock on wood, that we continue down this path. But good job to NASCAR. Billy, um, take your daughter to the softball field. I hope she uh, has a good game, plays well. Um, and we will see you this weekend, brother. Billy Bradley. Rob Lobe stuck in traffic or fixing a car at, at Roush Fenway. I'm Dano. Let's have a good one, y'all. See you guys. With all this craziness going on in the world right now, we appreciate you spending a little time with us. Before you leave, take a minute and check out this new song by Guy L. Boom and Alex Hobbs. Here's End of the World. Yeah. I'm turning off my TV. Shit's getting rough. The service negativity. I think I had enough. I got my own demons that I'm still dealing with. And if you still wanna be here, I gotta make one thing clear. Don't just say you love me. Show me. You say that you're with me. Then prove me. I'm really trying to find my fears, but it's getting scary out here. I don't wanna be alone tonight. Baby, hold me tight tonight. Oh. Come on, baby, make love to me Like it's the end of the world Like it's the end of the world Like it's the end of the world
Like it's the end of the world. 